Welcome to Drunk on Comics Podcast, episode 340. Whoa, we're almost to 350. I was going to say, we're old. Well, yes, that too. Outside of the podcast realm, <laughs> we're just old. Yeah. And we're feeling it. Yes, 100%. In our body, in our bones, in it- our mindset. <laughs> Anyone who listens to our podcast knows we feel old in our minds. <laughs> But uh, we had some great uh, reviews this week, and a lot of different news than what we originally thought, because Tony, I was a good boy, and yes. I found a lot of a lot of ways to transition into other to- things. Tony Opera, I like literally search the internet for news for comic book stuff, and I don't find anything. Tony's like, I have a hundred things, so I got you there's covered. A, there's always something to talk about <laughs> in comic books. I mean, literally... We could talk about the paint that someone is using to draw a cover for... That's true. Whatever. I feel like both of us would fall asleep during during that conversation. No, I would make it interesting (laughs) as fuck somehow. All right. I don't know I feel like this is a bet coming on. (laughs) Yeah, I do too. (laughs) Still waiting to get paid for my last bet with Darth Vader and time frame. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't remember what that bet was. There's a um, six-pack of something. Okay. God, I helped like you clean your house ago. for free twice, so. <laughs> <laughs> this intro's getting off the rails. So, we talked about a lot of interesting news this week. Yes. Yeah, so. I also reviewed a super awesome book. Very chaotic book. Lucifer. Tony had some cats. That I did. That I did. <laughs> Captain Ginger was... All sorts of amazing, more so than I thought it would be. Uh, but I guess just listen to this episode to find out how amazing it was. So grab a, a cold beverage and enjoy Drunk on Comics Podcast, episode 340, Transitions Like No Other. personal note and say fuck daredevil why i mean i would fuck daredevil but why would you fuck daredevil he just turns me on (laughs) no i say it in like the good good way like i binge watched it until like four in the morning Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. actually i want to say even probably five in the morning okay which is impressive because this is one of our rare recordings where we actually did it at a decent time in the day and not at 8 p.m. at night. <laughs> yes. And I I mean, I almost made it through and I thought about doing that, but I thought, I can wait. Yes. I can wait. It's such a good season. Bullseye, fucking phenomenal. Yeah, that character is real interesting. Like, I, the little bit different, uh, I mean, there's a lot of things that are similar within the comic book, but obviously, even with the Kingpin and his rise and everything, I mean, it's subtly different because yeah. King King was always there and watching him just be in prison to how he kind Fucking of Vincent D'Onofrio. I just, that character, the way he acts with that, he's such a good actor and the way he delivers his lines is that character and the way they've written that character. Like it's a masterpiece. Like, 
even even if the rest of the show was shitty, if you just kept that version of Wilson Fisk with Vincent D'Onofrio, like I would keep watching it. Well, just every time he talks, he sounds like some wise philosopher that even though what he's saying is usually bad or so close yeah. to evil, you're kind of like, hmm. He's so measured. Provoking. Yeah, he's very measured in everything that he does. And when you think he's doing one thing, literally there's 20 other things happening that he's orchestrated that you have no idea about. But that's the thing, what you're saying, that he's so measured, except for when he loses his temper. Right. Then you're just like, holy shit, where'd this come from? Yeah. And he's just a force to be reckoned with. It's probably out of, I would say, I used to always say Robert Downey Jr. was the best casted ever Mm -hmm. of anything. And then you look at some of the other Avengers and you're like, that's a pretty good, well, yeah, you know. Hugh Jackman is Wolverine. Vincent is like the king. Like he's not only the best iteration of that, but I think the best iteration of any comic book person to the big screen or yeah. small screen. It's it's very well done. It's impressive. I I can't wait for... I'm only a couple episodes in, but I'm ready for Karen Page to die, though. <laughs> I don't know if she does in this show, but I'm ready for it. Why? It's just, just something about her irritates the shit out of me. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but she just irritates the fuck out of me. I started to like her this season. There was a point where I had wished that on yeah. her before. It's time. It's time, Karen. It's your time. Um, I don't, I don't know what it is. I, I, the, I think the problem is, is she is, she's a strong character, right? She's more and more becoming such a badass. When I fucking listen to her talk, like, she just sounds whiny all the time. And I'm just like, shut up. (laughs) Just stop talking. Just do stuff and don't talk while you're doing it. And I would like you better. (laughs) It's just terrible. Well, I feel this is probably the perfect place to talk about one of the big news things that came out this week is that. Netflix has now canceled Luke Cage. Alright. Why? First of all. I mean, I have theories. And you probably have the same theory. We haven't pre-discussed these theories, but I would imagine most people have come to this hopeful theory of why they canceled it. But that show... Okay. The second season was not as great as the first season. I will give you that. And... But it was still fucking good. And that show was amazing and I the fact that they cancel it pisses me off especially knowing that they haven't canceled Jessica Jones yet because although I also really like Jessica Jones out of the two I would much rather keep watching Luke Cage well I'd like to see them cross well yes I a lot of people keep talking about how oh this is all then gonna be going over to the new Disney streaming service and no no it's not because Netflix paid a shit ton of money mm-hmm. to get these. Yeah, they're not going to any other network. Yeah, that's not why they're being canceled because Daredevil's still going apparently. Well, it's now, but you yeah. don't know. We know that there's another season of The Punisher and Jessica Jones coming out, and obviously they're not going to while people are in the middle of watching the first weekend, being like, "In Daredevil's canceled." Right. But I doubt they're going to because it seems like, I mean, it's the first. It's really, really good. Right. Punisher is really fucking good. Luke Cage um, was really good too, though I thought. Oh yeah. Well, that's the thing. Really hoping that with when they canceled Iron Fist, that maybe they are going to finally do what everyone has wanted and make Heroes for Hire. Right. And you can't really just call it Luke Cage. And you can't just really call it Iron Fist. You got to call it Heroes for Hire. Right. So you already have the characters established. Just have a different opening title sequence. I would love that, and it would get them both in, and then it could. I guess production budget down because yeah. then there's that, two and one. That's my hopeful theory. Is I mean, 
It's it's very strange to me that they. It's not very strange to me that they canceled Iron Fist. Um, it is very strange to me that they canceled Iron Fist and then a week later announced that they were canceling Luke Cage. So I expect in maybe another week they're gonna be like, and they're both gonna be on Heroes for Hire. I know. Yes, and <laughs> well, I want to start seeing them take more of the characters that they can in that area and make. I just want more. I yeah. Like, I like these interconnected, but not needing like Daredevil right now. They kind of talked about the Defenders. Uh, there's been a couple mentions of other things, but other than that, it's kind of its own thing. That's what I like. I like Easter eggs. I like small hidden things. They're like, I got that joke. Right. Other than that, though, I don't need to have Spider-Man show up. No. In it, the show is webbing like hanging down, as I always say. Yeah. Just hanging down from a lamppost or something. So there has been people that are now trying to put a petition together to get Luke Cage back on. And they did the same thing when they first heard the Iron Fist, which that was a little weird. Yeah. Like I said, you guys really loved it that much? I mean, I'm not lying, guys. I love the comic book. They did not do so well on this. Right. Except for the second season, did redeem it. Had that been the first season, maybe, who knows what yeah. would happen. It can only, to me, I mean, the fact that Iron Fist was doing better and the fact that Luke Cage maybe was on a downward trajectory from the first season but that's what you fucking get when a first season of a show is so goddamn amazing that first season of Luke Cage is still by far my most favorite of all these Netflix Marvel shows it's just it was just brilliant but you know I mean just put them together into one show why not why not just put them together that's the way the comic books happened right you had Luke Cage's comic book, you had Iron Fist's comic book, none of them done great at the beginning, they put them together into one comic book, and all of a sudden everybody loved both of them. So, boop, just bloop them together. <laughs> uh, I like that, uh, the, um, God, what's the actor's name that was Luke Cage? I have no idea, actually. Isn't that terrible? I don't know actors' names unless they've been around for a while. To the internet is what I say. <laughs> uh, Mike Coulter. Yes, and I knew it was something Coulter. Uh, I liked his Twitter thing when he when he heard the announcement. It's like always forward. Yes. I'm like, damn it, you're Luke Cage. I know he's brilliant in that character. That show is just, I mean, really, the writing in that show is is awesome, and the characters are so complex and. It's just fucked up that they... If they canceled it and that's literally like, no more Luke Cage, I'm going to be a little Well, I never said, though, the, you can't have Jessica Jones without... If they're going to continue that, right. they're going to have him show up definitely in that. And like I said, you wouldn't have developed these shows to just be like, and we did two seasons. Good luck, everyone. Because right. they have a hot property there. Yeah. Maybe he said always forward because he knows something we don't know. Well, it would have been even better if he goes, hey... Is anyone hiring a hero? Ah! That would be awesome. I need to be their PR person. <laughs> I know, I know. You should contact them immediately before somebody else tells them that same thing. <laughs> so, before we get into some book reviews, I also have to say that I finally saw Venom. Oh, that's right. We didn't even pre-discuss this. I do want to hear your, and your review of it. I only went because I thought it was on the cheap night movie nights that we have uh, around town here. Nope, found out when we were there that it was not the cheap nights. Rude. But I had like 10 people that decided I convinced was the cheap nights, so they're all yelling at me too. <laughs> uh, the general consensus 
uh, except for the two people that don't really know comic books. They they really thought it was really great. Everyone else is like, see, it was I was okay. I was wondering about that if it appealed to non comic book audiences more. It did, but also the two girls love Tom Hardy, so that kind ah, of also. This version of Tom Hardy was not. No, at my heartstrings. <laughs> and there was humor, uh, which I thought was funny, but not. For this character, it seems a little out of character for yeah. Venom to be. It's that, more of a. He was more Spider- funny than anybody else. He was more Spider-Man yeah. than he was Venom. Sure, Venom would make a random thing here or there, not as much as they did in this movie. Yeah, and I think the biggest thing that kept pulling me out of it, and it's the one thing that I feel like they have never done right in the two versions they've had of Venom is, is Eddie Brock. Because I think this Venom symbiote looked fucking awesome. Yeah. I also like that they decided to not use the the logo because Which they makes know. Sense. Yeah, and that was a good thought because if they did, I would point to that every time, being like, "Where the fuck did he get that spider logo?" Right. It's that Eddie Brock was a fucking loser, and yeah, he kind of did it to himself. Like it's one. But of- in the comic books, though, he, I mean, you could say he is a loser. But he was one of those people that was, I mean, he chip on his shoulder, uh, asshole, did it to himself, but he never looked at himself as a loser. Right. He looked at himself as it was someone else that took right. this. Uh, right. He blamed everyone else. This one seemed very remorseful and apologetic. Right. Well, he did lose everything. I think... I can give that a pass because to get to the Eddie Brock that you're talking about requires a lot of character development. And this had zero character development whatsoever. You just kind of were thrust into his life where he's a reporter for like a Vice type uh, show on the internet and he won't listen to authority and he won't listen to his bosses even though they tell him not to go do this thing and then he goes and does that thing and then he gets fired and his girlfriend breaks up with him. Like, that's literally the whole... Like, you could skip the first 20 minutes of the movie. I just told you what the first 20 minutes of the movie are. (laughs) Like I said, I don't like Tom Hardy's voice for some reason. Yeah. That's why I like him in roles that he doesn't use his voice. Right, But 6.5, better than I thought... But still not great. What do you think about Woody Harrelson? Well, I, I kind of expected that coming at the right. end of the movie. Uh, I mean, the cheesy throw in the name, but I, I figured that'd happen anyway. So it's, There's going to be a lot yeah, of carnage. Which, that's... that's <laughs> any person that's going into a movie knows they're going to say something yeah. just like that. So that was okay, but it was... It's really weird with his 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 Goldilocks hair. I know, hair. I know. He looked ridiculous a little bit. <laughs> he Raggedy did seem Andy. kind of crazy, and I could see him playing that part. Yeah. And I can see why, because of the casuals that they're gonna make, they'll make enough money to keep continuing. Yeah, I think, I think so too. Buddy cop comedy, kind of though, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Where Venom was like the. The where Tom Hardy was the straight man and Venom was like the the funny the comedic relief. My I did like the pile of heads, pile of bodies line. That is my most favorite line from that movie. <laughs> that was just so. <laughs> I don't know. Weird. Pile of heads, pile of bodies. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Venom. All right, books. Well, uh, yes, uh, one of the books that I was able to read this week. Captain Ginger. 
thought from Ahoy Comics. I forgot that this book was about what you're about to talk about, and when you said it to me, I was like, "So it's a superhero who's redheaded." <laughs> <laughs> There's a few out there, not many. <laughs> and well, I forgot what this book was about to begin with as well when I picked it up. And because I'm also thinking Island of Dr. Moreau because the cover is a bunch of cats. Right. And so I'm thinking, okay, there's like Cat Island and not not realizing this is set sometime in the future when the feeders are all dead. Yeah. Feeders being humans. Right. Because that's all cats want us for anyway. Yes. And the cats inherit the earth. And it actually gets to a point in here where it kind of. It doesn't go into total detail, but it, it explains a bit of that because they kept talking about the feeders, and you're kind of like, all right, you know. So obviously they they know what humans are, uh, but it gets to a point where it kind of talking about how they have this AI on their ship that can like replicate things. So think Star Trek and make anything they want, and how it was explained that one of the first cats. Uh, or back in the day, they had made a weapon that could wipe each other out. And then the bad guys, these lumens, which pretty much are just light beings, it seems like, if what has been shown within the comic which pages. makes sense, because lumens is a... Yes, I, I, I know that. I understand yeah. that. <laughs> I'm thinking, though, it's a throwing us off of what they really look like, and I was thinking maybe they're dogs or something. Ah. But, however, that would... They'd have to have something more on the nose of dog people or something. Right. The schnauzers or whatever. <laughs> so, the, it's talking about how that was then taken by the enemy and all humans were eradicated. So then the cats were left. And then some of the first cats, because there was no one to feed them. And I'm not sure if it's a connection or just the story that they're talking about. The connection being that then they started eating the bodies of the humans. Yeah. And if that's how they got intelligence, I don't know. But these are intelligent cats. It'd be interesting if that's how you gleaned intelligence off of somebody is by eating them. Well, in the future, who know, Who knows? <laughs> cats now, will eat you if they you die and nobody's there to feed them. The whole, the whole <laughs> beginning of this uh, thing reads as like, I mean, it's introducing all these main characters going through trying some battle stations because the Lumen ship has come upon them. But I'm reading it and kind of just laughing my ass off because they're cats. And listening to some of their names like uh, Rattle and Roll or Mittens or <laughs> Science Scientist Cat. Which that one I just... <laughs> That's just his... Science, science Cat. Science Cat. Like, because he's the science one. Okay, he didn't have a cute, cute name, whatever. Yeah. Uh... They go through it at some point talking about the hierarchy and how they they had elected uh, Ginger as the captain because I guess they don't really have, uh, you know, leaders within the cat world. And sure. they thought it was strange to do it at first, but it's, it's going on. Uh, there's plenty of things where these cats turn back into cats, like scratching posts, like uh, he yells at one of the cats of no, no, no claws on the touch screen. <laughs> Uh, where even the best uh, part was when the Lumens show themselves and you see these lights on this screen and of course they're cats and so they're all starting to like claw and like he's the captain like looks away so that he doesn't see it it just it it was just really good more so than I thought it could be 
with cats in space, especially because they could have totally made these alien beings that look like cats. Right. Where they, maybe they come to Earth and see normal cats. And, right. Like, and they're, think, oh. they're the things that the Egyptians worshipped, and we just thought they were cats, but really they were aliens. Yeah. That were shaped like cats. So much so, like I said, the names and everything were great. I love that they, what they name the the ship, which is the, uh, oh, damn it, where's that page at? The hiss, bite, claw, sometimes fall. <laughs> it does not flow off the tongue. <laughs> the starship hiss, bite, claw, sometimes fall. I mean, that just seems like a cat thing anyways. Right. Uh, there was what seemed like this went in 10 different directions as well. I mean, the writers made a compelling story of where you got to see that not everything is just peachy clean, uh, but there's still a lot of questions left to, you know, to try to understand. Like, there is baby kittens, which are just so fucking cute. Like, I would love to have an intelligent cat, because baby cats. normally fuck cats, because Don't they're, fuck cats. they're intelligent as they are. <laughs> They but they're also dicks, where if at least you could have a talking cat. I don't care if they say fuck off all the time. I'll laugh my ass that off. That would probably like... be, when we give, so I have a cat, his name is Frodo, and we obviously, like all cat owners do, give them voices and give them thoughts. <laughs> and, and give them the one ring. And gener generally, Frodo's one thought is, fuck you, go away. <laughs> <laughs> so I would imagine if you had intelligent cats. I'm surprised that's not an ongoing thing in the book, where they're just like, Go away. Fuck you, go away. <laughs> well, it seems like they've, you know, there's like a spot where they find this space station and there's rats on it and they just go all about just eating them. And it was, uh, it was, I don't know what you'd call it, the the opposite of it, transposed, I don't know the correct term that I'm trying to use, where these cute little cats are then eating these dead rats, and, like, the the thing that Word Balloon's saying is, it'd be a perfect place to raise a family, and it's like, they're murdering all these rats. <laughs> now, granted, they're just rats. Right. But these cute little kittens in space outfits, like, how adorable. <laughs> it's super cute. Uh, that, I mean, and, yes, it, there's adorable parts. This is definitely, though, I would say a little... I mean, not even mature, but, you know, it's not a kid's book, I would say this. There's, you know, some real shit that's going on in here and some blood and guts and cat fights and all in all, I'm very curious as to where it's going. Yeah. Uh, so far, Ahoy has made two books that I love. There's, there, they seem to be... I, I remember when we first talked about Ahoy coming out, and we, we looked at the titles, and we were collectively like, I don't know about most of these. And it seems like both of them that you've read so far have been unex unexpectedly good. Yeah, they're so so different. Right. Which is hard in this in comic books, to be different, really, honestly, because there's so much shit out there now. Mm-hmm. Not shit, but, like, there's a lot of stuff. stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's some shit out there, but... <laughs> We don't talk about that here. Yep. So pick it up is what you're saying? Yes, for sure. Uh, support this. And then, I mean, that's just even the main. Don't forget that they have a prose book in the oh, back. They yeah, have right. uh, a smaller comic of this. Um, yeah, you get a lot of content. There's a lot of pages here. Um, 
you know, words from the the editors and everything. It's it's just a lot. Yeah. Good. Money's worth. Yeah. I think you kind of have to do that when you're starting a new comic book company. Yeah. Um. Okay. So I picked up Lucifer this week. Uh, number you pick one. Him up at the bar. I mean, that is where he hangs out normally, <laughs> isn't it? No, I. I would pick up this. Not this Lucifer, but the other Lucifer. This Lucifer is not the fucking hottie that he was in the other books, and I never really read them, but he is he is not well in this But book. he's the same one. Yeah. He's he's lost he's lost his mind a little bit. So he's trapped somewhere. I don't know where. I don't know where it's like a town, but I don't know if it's a real town. I'm gonna I mean, or like assimilation town. Yeah, and he's but there's other people there with him who are also trapped there, so I don't know if it's like purgatory, or it would be weird to trap Lucifer in purgatory, right? Because doesn't he run hell and purgatory? Oh well, technically he gave up hell, so he doesn't run it anymore. Okay. Uh, but then again, he could always take it back. But that's the whole point of this comic book was. Or the first iteration of the comic book is he gave up hell. And then he's always being brought back in to run it because whoever's running it kind of sucks and then demons get out and everything. But for everything in, I would say right now is he's not running hell. But yes, hell would oversee purgatory, purgatory. and stuff like that. So the, there's, there's two storylines going on in this and they're not really actually there's three technically so there's the before storyline which is very short and it's like the first page and then once you get towards the end there's a couple more pages and it's what i imagine is you can't really tell at the beginning but i would imagine it's lucifer talking to somebody while playing the piano talking about music kind of just talking about the it's an interesting analogy because he talks about this piece from Bach where you rise in the notes until you get to the highest note and then you change key and you do it all over again so it sounds like it's continually rising any of you music nerds can kind of picture what I'm talking about right now so it sounds like the the song is continuously rising crescendoing okay but even though it's not, it just sounds like a constant loop. You could keep playing it forever, kind of, but there's no, the, the drop off is less because okay. it's just, a, it's a weird, it's, you have to hear it to completely understand. So, so you he, could hear it in your mind when you're reading? I, I could, yeah. <laughs> so, Comics are magic they gateway are. to the mind. They are. Um, but the analogy is that, um, you can try to keep rising, but you'll never get to the end, like Lucifer trying to rise out of hell, basically, was the analogy. I don't know who he's talking... Well, you kind of find out who he's talking to at the end. But I need to... This this current iteration of Lucifer is like... He's insane. He's He has to be insane. I don't... I didn't read the rest of the Lucifers, but my, my very limited knowledge told me that Lucifer was kind of a very intelligent, smart... I guess those are the same things. Intelligent, like, swarthy sort of person. Mm-hmm. And this Lucifer is, is batshit crazy, in my opinion. He's, this lady's trying to feed him oatmeal, basically, at the beginning, to get him to eat breakfast. And he's going on this very hobo-on-the-corner sort hmm. of rant about how he's the... Well, he kind of looks like it he's, in this book. Yeah, how he's the, the you know, the day... The, God, it would be great <laughs> if he's, like, 
the, the end of the world is coming, for I am coming. <laughs> it's just, it's so crazy. But then he goes outside, and there's these women, there are those, there's two women there who have gouged their eyeballs out, and they're talking about how when he's going to bring them a third, because you can't have two people, you need three, and... Because um, he doesn't have eyes right now. And they're like, we gouged our eyeballs out to in solidarity with you. And he's like, why did you do that? I can grow my eyeballs back whenever I want. And then he grows his eyeballs back. And he's like, pretty much like, you guys are stupid. <laughs> <laughs> why would you do that? And it's just little, it's just so weird. And then he grabs a shovel and he's like, I'm going to go start digging. Like he's going to dig his way out of whatever place this is. So I And the shovel's sentient. So this is very confusing to me. <laughs> I don't know if the shovel is like a soul trapped in a shovel or what's going on with that. But I thought that was super weird. Well, I doubt that there's a shovel that has a sentience <laughs> of a person in it. So then there's this other storyline going on with the John Decker, Detective John Decker. I, I don't know who that is. I don't know if he's an ongoing character in the old Lucifer. No. Okay. So this that that character is basically like his wife is dying of something. Um and he kidnaps her from the hospital to take her on like one last car ride because she's gonna die and he doesn't want her to die in the hospital and then they end up being in a car accident and she's mumbling something about this house where her brother is kept and it's all very, like, there's something sinister behind all of it. Like, she has a tumor in her brain, but it sounds more like she's being influenced by dark forces. And when she dies, he starts seeing the same stuff. And it compels him to go to this rehab facility that is very weird. The guy guarding it is wearing, like, the weirdest goth clothes ever. But well, of course. <laughs> um, so the page you're on right now is the in the past, Right, so this is that first storyline where I was talking about them on the piano, and you find out he's talking to Caliban, who is his son. Mm -hmm. And if you go forward a few pages, you see him digging in the. Gr I think it's forward. Oh no, it's after that. A few pages. You see him digging in the ground, and he finds Caliban in the ground, like a stone, like a statue of Caliban, and he just makes the assumption that Caliban's the reason why he's trapped there. And I don't See, and this is also the old school looking of of him. Yeah. Um, he looks like Lucifer. David Bowie. Yes, that's how he <laughs> yeah. should. So yeah. that's where this, this homeless uh, man one just seems so weird. Yeah. That, and it seems so weird and different from the last iteration of Lucifer that had come out uh, two years ago. That ended about a year ago. It's, it's very disjointed, and I think it's kind of on purpose. I think you're supposed to kind of get like this whole this whole area that he's in is just madness, right? And they talk about this this guy showing up and he puts on a show for everyone and Lucifer thinks he's trying to attack him and so it's a war and they end up fighting and um, these uh, creatures that this guy makes when he reads these stories, he switches the story to when Michael battles Lucifer. So then these things start attacking Lucifer and they shove him into a bucket. They just shove him into a bucket and then push him down the stairs. I'm like, what the fuck is going on in this? Magic bucket. Yeah, it's a magic bucket. That you Lucifer... haven't heard the magic bucket of holding? <laughs> and then they show him crawling out of the bucket. And then he starts talking to the shovel. Like, it's... 
it's incredibly crazy. Like, the shovel keeps talking about how much it hurts, and every time he says something to it, it keeps saying, but it'll hurt, and then he goes, do you want me to burn you again? And then the shovel tells him where to dig. Like, this is just a weird, it's so weird. It's so fucked up and weird. I don't entirely understand what's going on. And it sounds like maybe you wouldn't even if you read it as well. Because I don't know that it ties to anything in past. Yeah, that was all in the Bible. Shed 316. <laughs> Shed 316. <laughs> so where the magic bucket of holding and sentient It's when sentient, God takes you out to the shovel. shed in the back to whoop your ass <laughs> and then shoves you in a bucket. <laughs> <laughs> Old Yeller style. <laughs> in the shed. Um, so the the this dude, this this guy from the like, I want to know what history is and what the hell's going on there. Um, but more I'm sure, all will be revealed in time. That's what these yeah. books are so good at, like sucking you in and making it you be really like, does. what the hell is going on. That you want to know more. Yeah. Like, how would you, I would say for you, having never really read Lucifer before, like, straight up, was it accessible? At first, I didn't think so, because I was like, I have no fucking clue what's going on. Um, But after talking to you just now about it, like, I don't know that having read it before would give me any more insight into what's going on. Well, I will say this. Yes, it would give you some thoughts. You'd have some thoughts on, well, no, because he's crazy right now, so you can't really tell right. where he's going. Because normally, if you knew how the character was written before, besides just aesthetic looks, you would kind of know the mindset of what he's always. He's always like a couple steps. Talking about the kingpin earlier, right? Even though Lucifer is actually not really evil per se, he's just always exerting his free will and right. kind of hates God and and all that jazz. He's not necessarily evil in a sense. He just wants to do his thing, and he always has ten different plans going on that just fall into place. Uh, so, yes, it, it's a little jarring even for someone who has read it to understand what's going on. But I think that there is a little bit of a a difference in how you'd read it as a new reader compared mm-hmm. to an old. Mm-hmm. You may see some things in the background that you think give you hints, but then again, these new writers could be throwing red herons out there. Yeah. Well, and this, so this was written by Dan Waters, who I did a little Google search of to see what he has written before, and he hasn't done a lot. So this is like his first real big go at a, a title that's been written masterfully in the past by other people. So fucking good job. I am drawn in mainly because I'm so pissed off about how chaotic this was <laughs> that I need to feel like there's got to be a resolution around the corner. So... You Good can't job. wait till Pruner and Reiki show up. I don't know who that is. Pruner and Reiki. Yeah, it goes with bucket and shovel. Oh. <laughs> You're such a dork. <laughs> that I am, that I am. Uh, so, I've heard two rumors now about who is going to be the new Bond. Okay. Um, the one that I had heard last week was... Uh, Richard Madden, who was Rob Stark from Game of Thrones. Sure. Now, granted, though, these are all rumors because really no one fucking knows who it is. I know for sure that they've said James Bond will never be a woman, and that makes perfect sense because that's just the role, that's the person. They can do an offshoot, but why would you name Bond 
a girl. It's right. not being sexist at all. It just makes sense right. of the character and continuity. But uh, it was looking like Richard Madden was going to be the person, but now a new rumor this week has turned up to be uh, Henry Cavell. Oh, really? Is when, he British? And his uh, his schedule's kind of open. Yeah, he's not going to be Superman <laughs> anymore. Is he British, though? I, I thought they traditionally stuck to um, British actors for that. There was like a rumor a while ago that some American, they were considering some American for it, and I think I feel like collectively all of England lost their shit. Oh, yeah, I, I, and I truly think that the person should always be British. Yeah. Maybe Rowan Atkins uh, could show up. <laughs> Mr. Bean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was born in Jersey. Yeah, I don't... So I don't, I don't, I could see he has the look. Yeah, he does. I don't feel okay with that, though. Yes. I really don't. I mean, I'm sure he would do a, a fine job, um, and... I would hope that he would at least put on an accent, considering that Bond works for MI5. But, uh, you know, so did Steve Trevor. <laughs> Didn't he work for MI5 and Wonder Woman? <laughs> there we go. Chris Pine. <laughs> work. Oh, uh, this is actually the first news bit that I wanted to start off with, which is not really comic book related, but it kind of is when you think of it, okay. especially our, our good friend uh, Jason Clark okay. from An Elegant Weapon. But pot is legal in Canada. Oh, yeah. All of Canada. And they've already ran out. <laughs> oh, really? Yes. <laughs> from the word on the streets, because that's the only place you'd get this word, is that they're even importing shit from, like, ferry boats are going from, like, America across the Great Lakes Yeah. to bring more pot there. Which now, is granted, interesting that doesn't, because... That doesn't mean that they're all just smoking up. It just means a lot. everyone got the legal limit that some people are saying could last them like six months. Right. It's just that they all just decided to get some collectively. Yeah. So, uh, <clears throat> it's interesting if they are traveling, because technically in the United States, federally, marijuana is still illegal. So, I don't know how true it is that they are... Boot, maybe they're bootlegging it or fucking rum running it across the the lakes. That because I don't think that our border would let it through. Oh hell no! <laughs> yeah, it's definitely going. Yeah, on. yeah. Just like if you go to Canada, you can't bring it back with you because the borders are federally ran. But that I mean, Justin Trudeau, man, God, he's so dreamy. And he's just doing so many good things for their country, and it's just so nice now, to have somebody to look up to. The, <laughs> the way that I will tie this into kind of nerdiness, though, besides Jay, is Simpsons did it. Way back in uh, season 16, and I remember this episode specifically when they did uh, a run to go up to Canada to get cheaper drugs mm. uh, because all the old people and because of the way that the new healthcare plan like sucked with their drug plan prices, uh, Homer and Ned and all of them went up north and to Canada, and that's where they found out that they could get weed legally there. Right. So Simpsons had did it already, they're so, predicting they're that... They're fucking prophetic. That show is. I mean, I'm sure right now the writer's are like, well, shit, guys, like, we've been, 
we gotta still keep up. We gotta. What other wild zany thing can we put out there? <laughs> and it's either just gonna be ignored by everyone, or ten years from now, people are gonna be like, "Wow, Simpsons predicted that right. too." Right. Now wow. I'm gonna start looking for clues and Simpsons shit of like the Powerball number and <laughs> and everything. You know they're gonna come back and be like, "Simpsons did it." Yeah. Uh, so we tried to, I knew this was going to happen as well, tried to look for the Hellboy leaked footage because it had leaked from New York Comic Con. Yes. Someone had taken it on the phone. Uh, what we found was kind of really crappy versions. Yeah. I mean, literally we only found one and it was a terribly crappy version. Which is the version probably. Yeah. I'm hoping this makes them be like, shit, we should probably officially... Well, yeah, if it's done, why not just release it? I'm surprised they didn't release it. I mean, if the trailer's done, why not just release it? I'm surprised they didn't release it like a week after. Uh, Two things. One, maybe they were testing audiences of the trailer. Mm. Like, they could maybe have gone one way of, like, doing a comedy trailer, which I hope not. I fucking hope not. But, I mean, Hellboy kind of had some laughs, but, like, most of these superhero movies, though, you have... You can have a dramatic trailer, sure. or you can have the one where they're just joking around. Yeah. Do Guardians of the Galaxy type mm. way. Truly, I don't know, but uh, hoping that is yeah, coming out. Don't soon. look for it. It's it's the videos down. So basically, is our other point. Like we searched, we scrubbed the internet for five whole minutes, and <laughs> <laughs> most of the links had been taken down. And there was one really shitty one that they hid because they put a trailer in front of it, a trailer behind it. And music over the top of it. So literally, you didn't even get the sound of the trailer. You just saw the shitty from the side. Because this person who took this video didn't even have great seats. From the side visual of the screen on their phone in the dark. I mean, (laughs) you're not missing anything, I guess, is what we're saying. Uh, Speaking of missing anything, The Walking Dead is missing lots of viewers. Oh, really? Yeah, their viewership has been steadily going down. Uh, there has been metrics that show every time they kill off a major character, they lose a ton of people as well. And with Rick reportedly being gone after the end of the season, what that will do to them. Right. It looked like they lost about, uh, 2 million viewers after, uh, Coral had, uh, passed away. I'm surprised by that. I think everyone was ready for him to go. Yeah, well, at this point, though, well, yes, in the show, everyone at first wanted to. Yeah. But this is where his character started to stop being a whiny bitch Mm. and actually started coming into his own. So maybe they kind of stopped hating on him a bit. Like I said, I kind of gave up on the show a while ago, so I'm one of those statistics in here. Me too. But I don't know if it's going to last much longer. I mean, do we want it to last in... in, in Infinity and Beyond? Yes. Inf- what the fuck? How am I trying to say this word? It doesn't matter. Infinitesimal? In, inf- infinite. Come on, Tony. Use words. Infinitely. Infinitely. <laughs> I haven't had enough coffee yet today. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, you know, the comic book's been going on for a while, and they seem to be able to keep bringing that new life, <clears throat> or more death, whatever. But the show is, I don't think it has the same appeal. I'm pretty okay with it stopping before it jumps a shark or something. Before there's zombie sharks (laughs) (laughs) that somebody jumps over, um, they should stop. Well, someone is stopping, and (laughs) 
<laughs> so I can try this. That was your second after really 50, terrible one in a row. After 50 years of playing Big Bird. Oh, yeah. Carol uh, Spinney is retiring. Yeah. Uh, he is 86, uh, I believe, that I last read. Uh, he's been doing Big Bird, like I said, for 50 years. Uh, 84 years old. Um, and he's done thousands of episodes. He has just officially did the last uh, voicing of the season. Obviously, it's airing uh, in 2019. Uh, but, yeah, it's kind of sad to... Uh, it is. See, well, he's already he already kind of retired from being the puppeteer in it, but he still was doing the voicing. Yeah, but so being Big Bird, like in the suit, I was listening to like a tiny little interview with him on NPR the other day, and uh, it's literally like they use their hand in the mouth, so their body's in the big mm-hmm. part of the suit, and then they stick their hand up, and they use that to... So, like, for however long you're in that suit, you're standing there with your hand raised. Yeah. I can, this, like, my arm's already starting to get tired. <laughs> to, so oh, for to, sure. To be doing that for so long is, like, that's a tax on the body. Well, for most, well, I mean, most people you have to have your hand up. But, like, depending on if you're holding Kermit the Frog, uh, like Jim would do. Right. Or if you're one of these other characters that like Oscar Isaac, you have to come up from the, the ground. You can kind of shift your body weight and body right. a little bit differently. Set but your when you're, arm on a shelf yes, or something. But when you are in yeah. Big Bird, seeing the pictures of it, I, I just I feel like your shoulders would be permanently like at an angle. Right? Your yes. back would be so messed up. That's the one that I'm like, that's got to be tough. Most of the other bigger monsters, you, uh, you can have your full body with your arms out to your side because then someone else is doing the animatronics mm-hmm. with the mouth and everything and the eyes. Big Bird, not so much. Yeah. Uh, that's, I'm surprised that he's made it this long. Right. Well, and he he was also Oscar the Rouch. Mm-hmm. So, we're you know, he's he's ending the, both of those. It's just, oh, it's, you know, it's sad, but he is, I think he, he has, it's time. He's ready to retire. <laughs> he, yeah. I, he made it longer than I would have. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> you know what also is a long time? <laughs> 25th anniversary of Hocus Pocus. Is it? Are you serious? Yeah, I knew you were going to say it, because I thought that too when I heard it. What? Uh, I thought that movie came out... 25 years ago. Oh my god, I was going to say, I thought that movie came out in the 90s, but 25 years ago would have been... 90s. The 90s. Oh, wow. So, uh, Freeform <laughs> is having a Hocus Pocus 25th anniversary celebration that's going to bring... All three of the Sanderson sisters back. Ooh. It's going to uh, it be filmed um, in a cemetery, and they're going to just kind of talk about the the movie and everything and where everyone's at now. I'm definitely looking forward to that. Uh, it's supposed to be coming out um, October 20th. So actually, it just came out then. Yeah, this past Saturday. Yeah. Damn it! I missed it. Yeah, you did. I was looking at news for... Oh, were, this is going to be something... You were watching com- Daredevil. That's the problem. That is true. It's too much came out all at once. I can go back and get my Hocus Pocus on. There you go. It's been a long time since I've watched that movie. Fucking 25 years. Doesn't that make you feel old? Yeah, well, it makes me feel like, damn, I was young when I first watched that yeah. then. Yeah. Or maybe I never did... Wa- well, I know I didn't see it at the theater. Right. So, of course, being a kid then... How old would you have been in 1993? That would have been 10. 10. 
So you know what more than likely will happen is it yeah. came on the Disney Channel, and that's when I learned about it. Right. Probably like most of us. Yeah. I think 10 years old is an, is an appropriate time to watch that movie, though. Although I do remember it being a bit scary. And not, not scary enough where a 10-year-old couldn't watch it. Well, it's supposed to be a kid's movie. Yeah. 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 Kids' movies back then were so much better than kids' movies now. They, Spe- did, they didn't treat us like we were stupid. Oh, I'm sorry. Go Speaking ahead. Speaking of kids' movies. <laughs> I, I heard it coming, and I was trying to preempt it. <laughs> Uh, no, uh, I really, I really didn't have anything to segue into. <laughs> I was like, doesn't matter what she ends on talking about. I'm just gonna pretend that's the way to get into this next uh, news bit. Uh, this is huge rumor, so take it with a big grain of salt. However, the way that it came about is very interesting. So here it is. Uh, it's been reported that. A trailer with a detailed description of, well, detailed description of the first uh, trailer for Avengers 4 was posted on the website of Reddit. So people had been like, okay, you know, speculation, but not long after it was posted, it got taken down right away and anything that they could find was scrubbed. Uh Normally, shit like that doesn't get deleted and taken down unless there is a, you know, DMCA or whatever, uh, Requests to mm-hmm. take down content, but according to it, uh, it shows uh, Captain America and Iron Man um, being in Wakanda. There's some spots of Hulk training for a fight against Thanos. Uh, it looks like there's uh, Doctor Strange and Rocket and them building new tech uh, with Shuri. Uh, it also looked like there's some. Didn't Doctor Strange get poofed away? Oh, uh, no, sorry. That, not him, but, uh, Wong. Okay. Uh, that's missing. I was like, this, nope, you lost me. This is fake. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and then there's also, like, some, some shots of, uh, Brie Larson's Captain Marvel, Mm. and, like, it kind of ends on that of, like, her, like, battling suit up and everything. So, there, there's also, uh, what looked like, uh, Thanos having two swords and a gauntlet that is missing a stone. Okay. All of this uh, then ends with the whole thing of it saying Avengers Annihilation. Okay. As the title. Right. I don't know to truly believe that this is all true. I mean, because that kind of gives away, most trailers give away a lot of plot and stuff. And mainly everyone just been speculating over everything of what the title could be. Annihilation has been one that many people thought of mm-hmm. if the you know Annihilation wave is going to come and everything. It, it all adds up to everyone thing that everyone has been talking about. The way that it was just posted, you can't just take a normal someone posted something and right. think. But with the way that it was taken down and everything, it lends some credibility to it. A little bit. But then who is this person? Because... We already know people are trying to... Don Cheadle keeps, like, dropping hints. Yeah. And I say hints with air quotes. Because he's not dropping hints. No. He's fooling everyone. Mark Ruffalo, again, yeah. was in the news cycle talking about shit that he shouldn't be talking about, which is probably shit he can talk about because he's not spoiling anything. Right. They're doing such a good job with misinformation that I kind of love it. 
Right, it could be misleading. Because I usually try to stay away from knowing anything. Sure. But it, this has allowed me to read anything and everything. Because and... we don't know whether it's true or not. Yeah. So is Annihilus a bigger threat than Thanos? As power level goes, uh, I mean, obviously anyone that has the Infinity Gauntlet is the most powerful being in the universe. Sure. When we look at just uh, raw power, I mean, if Thanos was face-to-face with Annihilus, he'd probably kick his ass. However, what Thanos doesn't have is the Annihilation Wave, which is pretty much a horde of drones that listen to him because he's got the um, cosmic uh, rod. And so... Uh, I love how they just make things sound way more epic by putting the word cosmic in front of it. The cosmic rod? Is that what you just said? Yes. The cosmic rod. Right on. Just like the cosmic uh, cube. Yeah. And, uh, yes, so, uh, so, yeah, the cosmic control rod that he has that can pretty much have everyone from the negative zone follow him, Ah. that's, that's a whole world, universes, dimension, whatever... The negative sure. zone is zone. Yeah. Uh, being able so he's different power levels, but at least within when that story was taking place, though Thanos was kind of ghost Thanos because he was dead. So right. It'll be interesting if that is where they're going, which is what I truly kind of believe they are going. So I have a list here of uh, possible. What we can kind of go down the list because I want to get your take on these very quickly. They're the 15 bigger cosmic threats than Thanos. It's just a random list pulled together by nerds like us. Okay? So, number 15, they have the scrolls. Yes or no? Bigger cosmic threat than Thanos. No. Yeah, I didn't think so either. I mean, they're doing that in Captain Marvel. They're doing the scrolls, so... And it seems... It's the Celestials. So, yes. like, all of the Celestials. They're what? Yes, they're powerful. So, uh, do you think that they would do the Celestials in the movie? No, because they briefly mentioned it, but that's just getting too abstract. Yeah. I feel like you would need way more build-up to throw them in. Death. Yeah, I mean, yes. Because he loves death, but they've never really gotten into that storyline in in the in movies well, we had hella death. That's true. But, uh, yeah, uh, as a being, as a, a thing, yes, death is She's definitely eternal. more, yeah. Well, and she's definitely more powerful. Mm-hmm. She also has hold of his heartstrings. But, um, the Kree. No, yeah. those with the scrolls. It's, it's fucking, some of these are terrible. The, I don't know how to say this word, Relnexians. What the fuck are those? I think that's something created for the show Shield. <clears throat> I'm going to skip that one. Ares? Oh, uh, yeah, the Greek god of war. Yeah. Yeah, there's points when he has become... When there's war and he has more worshippers, and since there's war, he could be on that same level. But Thanos got rid of a lot of worshippers. <laughs> well, that's what we got to look at, though, then, too. If we're looking at who's more powerful than Thanos as Thanos, not with the Infinity right, Gauntlet. Right, we right, got right, with... right. That's true. That's true. Uh, the Living Tribunal. Yeah, there's not anyone except for the one above all above right. him. Because they're the judge and jury of... Yeah, why that's only number nine on this list, I have no idea. I feel like they would be... Dormammu, they have Dormammu at number eight. I, yes, I could see them being a bit they more could powerful. Bring, and they've already introduced Dormammu, so they could bring that back a little bit. Magus. Uh, yes. I would fucking find it super interesting if they 
introduced him because he's what the future version of no, Anna he's Morlock, the right? Evil version. Yeah. Um, and they introduced the cocoon. They haven't introduced Adam Warlock yet, so are we gonna get the evil version of Adam Warlock before we get actual uh, Adam Warlock? Uh, maybe that could be interesting. And he wields the gauntlet at one point in time. That's a good one. I like that one. Icon. I have no idea who this is. I, so that's reaching past my knowledge of. It looks like you don't know who that is either. Um, the elders of the universe. Well, yeah. I, no, because isn't that's... that like the collector? And yeah, all, and Thanos, Thanos already beat them by yeah. taking the gems the first time right. from them. Uh, entropy. That would be a weird thing to introduce suddenly into the movie. Yeah, it's another abstract that yeah. I would think is more powerful than him. Infinity and eternity. Uh, yes, because they're also kind of right below yeah. Living Tribunal. Again, these are such grand concepts that I would find it hard for them to introduce them into the movie, and then. Their number one is Sidorak. Do you know who that is? Yeah, you don't. You don't know who that no, is. No, think I've... of. Have you ever heard of that? That name. That name before. Sidorak. Like maybe a crimson gem. Oh, that's... was that the name of the? That's that's where uh, King Marco gets the Juggernaut power from. Oh. He's also he's like Dormammu. He's a powerful being of of a of a realm. Um, magic has fought him many times before. Uh, he has his avatar, which is the Juggernaut, which is why some other people have had that gem that can turn sure, into the Juggernaut. Colossus got it. One once. point, yeah. That was, fucking... <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> that was awesome. They have him at number one though, as being like their more their most likely thing to be more powerful than. I, I don't like... think that's a numbered list. I think that's just a list of shit thrown at the wall and what maybe, sticks. Maybe. Because there's also way, way more powerful, yeah, way less. Like Odin could be on the same level as him, yeah. If Odin... not, I'd say more powerful. But it all all depends on the writers. They don't even have Galactus in here, which I think is one of the ones that a lot of people are thinking they could tie in the Fantastic Four using him. But that would be silly too, because they didn't have the Fantastic Four when they started making this movie. Anyway, I just wanted to get your opinion on those because I don't even know who half of them are. <laughs> And Dormammu confused me. I, uh, isn't he stuck in Eternal? Didn't he make some sort of deal with Doctor Strange to like leave shit alone? Yes. But if Doctor Strange is gone, is that deal broken? Probably. Oh, there's a way in right there. Yeah, but that's... I find that dumb. <laughs> I really hope it's... Magus would be my, my one that I, I would find most exciting, I think. Anyway, moving on. Spider-Man, a.k.a. Tom Holland, yeah. has shown up on Jimmy Kimmel this week with his new suit. And I have to say, I kind of dig it. Yeah. It is definitely uh, no blue, really. It is red and black. Mm -hmm. uh, it looks... I can't even tell you what... what I mean, it reminds me half of Miles Morales. A because bit. it's half, like, mm -hmm. all black costume, but... It has that very middle part that is the red. I don't really remember this iteration ever really being in the comic books. Mm -mm. Uh, it'll be. I'm really looking forward to this movie. I've already heard that they already took off a movie from uh, what's supposed to be released in 2020. Yeah, then they take Guardians of the Galaxy. Well, so that's the thing. Most people think that, 
or that's what they're speculating that this movie would be. However, they've already kind of announced that that was indefinite anyways. So, mm. however, now I'm hearing, too, that Guardians of the Galaxy has a working title. Working title meaning their fake title called right. Hot Christmas. Not Christmas. Hot Christmas. Oh, Hot Christmas. Uh, <laughs> which usually doesn't mean anything, or it means one random thing yeah. within the movie when yeah. they're doing these things. And also, that's supposed to maybe start production again. Uh, they're looking for a female director for it. Oh, so I don't know if it's necessarily that. I'm wondering if it's one of the other movies that they had announced that they're like, we don't have time to get it to come out. Sure. In 2020. Okay. So it's two years from now. Yeah. And we already know, obviously, Spider-Man has started filming. I don't really know of the other ones that have started filming. There's a lot of them that are on their way. Right. I remember Doctor Strange is supposed to start filming, I think, in springtime. Hmm. I almost am like, it's kind of... I'm at the point now where they have to re-win me over, right? They finished their 10-year run after this next Avengers movie is over. It's like, all right, now you gotta you gotta win me back again. You're starting over, so now you gotta... Really? You're gonna have to get one back over to go see these movies? No, I'll see them, but, like, my... I'm not so tied into them anymore, because they're starting over. They're starting their new arc. So, the fact that they're... What are they gonna... What can they do next? What are they gonna do next? I don't know, but starting a new arc means that the last one has to end, and DC Suicide Squad is also ending at issue number 50. Uh, the comic, obviously. Yes, the comic. Uh, yeah. It's Obviously, there's been Suicide Squads before. This is the rebirth one, that the continuity time that we're in. Uh, this doesn't mean that there's not going to be another uh, Suicide Squad, because... More than likely, they're just going to relaunch it, uh, probably with a different cast and, and characters. Sure. But that also brings up, they, remember when after Metal, Dark Knight's Metal, they had all these new books coming out? Yeah. So they called it the Age of Superheroes or something. Mm -hmm. So we had like uh, Damage, The Curse of Brimstone, The Terrifics, The Silencer, Sideways, New Challengers. Well, those are all still around, but The Unexpected, which I had started reading that one, but it was a little too weird for me, has been officially canceled. That, along with The uh, uh, Immortal Men, mm. uh, have also been canceled. So, I'm wondering if some of these other ones still have the selling power. I mean, I'm still reading Sideways and The Terrifics, even though I tried all these other ones. I didn't try Silencer. I just wasn't really interested in them. The other ones didn't really pull me in so much. Right. I do hope that it did pull in new readers because new comics are always great and new characters. Sure. You don't see that happen all the time. Uh, I, like I said, I really am loving Sideways, so I hope he sticks around for a while, but sad to see Some of comic books go. Yeah, I mean, you'd think we would be used to that by now, right? <laughs> you'd think. They come and go so quickly sometimes. Doesn't always mean the end. You know who one of my favorite new characters that has been in the last year is? Who? Also out of the pages of Dark Knights, or Metal Black, what the fuck? Dark Knights Metal, yeah. The the man, the bat, Batman who laughs, or yep. whatever the hell his name is. And after this all, because of the reception that he has gotten, I mean, he's already part of the um, Legion of Doom. Right. He is still within this world. Pretty much all the other Batman are dead-ish, I guess. They actually haven't shown up. But he, the Batman Who Laughs is getting his own series. Oh. 
And in his series, he is also getting a Batman Punisher. He's getting a sidekick that they're calling the Grim Knight, who pretty much from the the uh, art looks like a Batman that carries a shit ton of oh, guns yeah. and is like the Punisher. That is not the Batman that we know. No. Wondering his backstory, and I'm really fucking excited to read this book. Does it say who's working on it? Is that art from the actual... That fucking page is awesome. Um, Jock. Oh. Scott Snyder oh. is writing it, so... Oh, you sold me. <laughs> <laughs> fucking put them together. Oh, my God. They did that um, one series. God, what the hell was the name of that series? Supposedly, there's supposed to be a new one coming in. That Those two people together, though, always amazing shit. Jock is... His art is amazing. You know who's also amazing at Batman? Sean Gordon Murphy. <laughs> Just feeding you. Yes. Just feeding you these weird-ass transitions. <laughs> uh, so, Batman White Knight was such an incredible yeah, it was awesome. story. Uh, we knew that there was going to be more coming out of this uh, universe that Murphy had written. And so now we get a 8-bit trailer for the concept of the new thing called Curse of the White Knight. It, it really reminded me... Well, it started off with a, a sword being there, thinking of, like, Legend of Zelda right. or whatever. But it really felt like an old-school game that I want to be playing right sure. now. Sure, Obviously, this is just uh, a teaser that something's coming on out. It's supposed to be released uh, sometime next year. Right. Which is... And the, the villain in this is Azrael, obviously. Which will be interesting, because it's still... It's still Joker, not Joker, Joker, as the Batman, which he died. But did he die? Obviously No, Jack Napier, he was yeah. still alive at the end of it. Yeah. But um, they teamed up, and he's not the Joker. Right. So where's Bruce? Is, I guess, my first question. Maybe he hung up his cowl? Yeah. Well, be, I'm very interested to see where this goes. I'm also interested to see where the other history of the DC <laughs> Universe goes. Uh, it is going to be uh, about, there, there's been many uh, books that talk about events within the scope of DC. I mean, like, I remember when like they... Like encyclopedia type books? Well, no, yes and no. Like, it, they, you, you can read them like as if it's kind of more written prose, but there'll be art and stuff. Okay. But it, yes, kind of encyclopedia, but a little bit more nerdy. Sure. Uh that's what this is going to kind of do, where it's going to follow some of the big events, but from the eyes of other characters. Okay. So the first one uh, seems to be following uh, Black Lightning and what his thoughts and everything around certain events during that time. Interesting. Yeah, I find it interesting, too, because it will be a new way for readers to understand the history. Right. And also understand other characters that may not have been big in the event... Um, it's supposed to be a five-issue miniseries. I remember I picked up History of the DC Universe literally right after they had uh, did the whole um, New Fifty. Yeah, New. F what was after Flashpoint? That's New Fifty Two. New Fifty Two. Yeah, like yes. in the mid aughts. Yes. Yeah. And that's when I at yeah. a uh, Comic Con picked up History, and I go, "This is worthless now. <laughs> it doesn't matter." <laughs> Little do you realize, it still does, because they can always go back to it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, last uh, 
but not least that I have is they, well, you might know this, that they're making a uh, prequel to Batman, which is not Gotham, which everyone sold us on, called Pennyworth. Yes. That will be following uh, Alfred when he's younger. Such an uh, interesting back in the, story. That's the thing. Most people don't realize that he wasn't much. And where he's usually depicted as old and frail in the comic books, at least, there's been times where he's like high kicked someone in the face and right. knocked him out. Right. Typically doesn't get in fights. Unless you watched Gotham. Did you watch Gotham at all? No, I gave up on it because I was I didn't like the concept. And then when I found out it was a different concept, I go, I could have liked it had they not sold me on something different. Alfred is the most badass character in that show. And they do get into some of his backstory. He's always got... He's still... He's still got stories to tell. to Because, you know, Alfred's always trying to pass on wisdom to, to Bruce. And with this being a younger version of Bruce, there's way more wisdom. So he's always telling stories, but he gets, like, in detail about, like, his time in the military and fucking how badass he is and then watching him just beat the shit out of people it gives you a whole new fucking respect for alfred so i'm very excited about this one he's a badass character what's all that i have i got nothing all right as you know i do have booze in a book though that's good because i didn't (laughs) (laughs) so i picked up uh x-men black this week number one number three I think it's funny that they're all number ones. Um, Mystique. It was good. I mean, to me, this was more than um, the Mojo one was. This is more like a reminder of who the character is. Not that anybody who reads X-Men doesn't know who Mystique is, but I feel like you kind of lose with her in the, kind of like as a secondary character in most of the books. You kind of lose who she is as a person. Because she could be anyone as a person. She, I mean, she could be anyone, but like she she tends to not she tends to always be like, how do I want to put this? She She's never a main character. She's always a bridesmaid, never a bride. <laughs> in most of the comic books. She's a badass character, though. And this book... While the story isn't necessarily the most intriguing story I've ever read, the the show of powers that she has is awesome. So to me, this book is more about the art than it is about the story. And it's definitely like a reminder of, of the badassness of this character. And as we were discussing before the podcast not only can she fucking shapeshift but she shapeshifts her clothes too which (laughs) you wouldn't think is something that you need to do but when you go into the level of shapeshifting that she does and the amount of infiltration that she does into everywhere there's no way that that couldn't be a part of your powers because she literally will go in the span of one day in this book she's like 20 different people and not only is she doing it to get what she wants, but she's causing chaos in her wake. Like, she's not necessarily being subtle about it either, because she'll change into people right in front. Like, she changes into a stewardess at one point in time and steals the chick's ID. And the stewardess is literally, like, three people behind her in line at the airport getting arrested because they're saying that her ID already scanned through. So they think she's an imposter, but really, Mystique just beat her to it. (laughs) And so, and there's a couple instances, like, she gets on a plane as a pop star, like, this famous pop star, and when she gets off the plane, 
there's all these people coming down after her yelling. So she did something on the plane to make all these people hate this pop star. So it's not just that she's shape-shifting, but she's a fucking bitch, too. <laughs> she's just a <laughs> terrible bitch. Like, she loves causing the chaos. And that's what makes her, I think, more a villain than anything else. Anyway, I'm pairing that this week with this fucking awesome beer that I had this weekend uh, called No Rules. And I actually had uh, the rum variant of it. So No Rules is from Perrin. And it is a porter. And it's aged usually in bourbon barrels with coconut and cinnamon and chocolate and vanilla. And it's fucking delicious. And it's usually very sweet. And you can only have one glass of it. But you don't need many because it's like 12%. The rum variant is aged in um, rum barrels. That what made Right? (laughs) But it, it takes away some of the sweetness. And makes it kind of spicy. Which, I mean, just make the connection there, right? Mystique, not super sweet. Definitely kind of spicy. And as you said, she doesn't follow any rules. (laughs) You said it much better than I did. I wish you could pull that back from your brain. But it's probably lost forever now. So, that is Booze in a Book this week. Alright. With that... Much like Big Bird, I believe in Snuffleupagus. I don't... What? <laughs> you believe in Snuffleupagus? Yeah. Is he... Well, don't you know about that story about it? No. Before, uh, Mr. Like... Snuffleupagus was an imaginary being, and that only the kids would sometimes see, but when the adults would come around, like they just thought Big Bird what? was crazy... But that's such a terrible storyline. <laughs> yes, because then they realize though that they should really have parents believe that when kids are saying there's something there, that it's real. So that's why they made him be or have the the adults actually see him. It was supposed to be like oh. something where he kept disappearing. He'd be there, but then not. But at least the kids could see, so they believe Big Bird. But none of the other adults oh. would believe oh. it. What you just thought was going to be the ending of our podcast, I totally <laughs> added another two minutes to with my pure unknowledge of. It's a really good story. It's Sesame even more Street. in depth than that. Just that's Google like that. insane. All right. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess I believe in Snuffleupagus too. Stay thirsty for Sesame Street? <laughs> Question mark. Yeah. <laughs>